Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Okay. Summer of Infamy is continuing and I am really, really excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about my favorite MCU villain, Eric Killmonger. Yes. I'm excited. I I really really liked his character in in Black Panther. Although you said in the comics he's entirely different. Yes, in the comics he is different. He is like a Wakandan and he loses his family to like another group it's a it's a completely different backstory a completely different character and so today we are going to be talking about Mm. the eric killmonger from the mcu so we'll discuss him in black panther his cameo in black panther Mm. wakanda forever and Mm -hmm. of course his what if when he saved tony stark Oh yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and his character and they do such a good job with his character because it's such an interesting backstory because he is by blood Wakandan royalty. But yes. it did not go that way. He grew up in a very rough neighborhood. Like it's just a it's a good story and I've said on this podcast again and again. You 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 stick the villain you stick the landing. And I love mm. a good charismatic villain. And he's one of those villains that I absolutely feel for. Because at the time when that movie came out, there was a lot of animosity in this country. I mean, there still is. Yeah. But like at the time it came out, you know, it was really like during the thug you know, the full force of, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and, Mm -hmm. you know, things dealing with police brutality and unarmed police shootings. And so his attitude and everything that he hated and everything he wanted to change, it really did touch on what a lot of minorities were going through at the time. And so we, I really... Like, watching that movie the first time, I almost walked out of it like, it's almost hard to call him a villain. Because you saw Mm, where all of his anger came from. And you also felt that, like, as a a black man, I felt that anger. It was, was, he's a very, very interesting character. And I absolutely love him. And he's also such a badass like he's so awesome (laughs) you know i think it's interesting how you were just describing him just now um so this last time that i watched it because you're right i mean where where you are in time really does 
it hits you in different ways, I think, especially a movie like this, uh, because it hits on, especially for the United States, it hits on just a lot of different things about Black identity, African identity, African American identity, and um, it's funny because, well, not funny, but it. I found it interesting because I found myself almost crying when he dies in mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Even though he's supposed to be the villain, but he's yeah. also kind of not supposed to be, the, you know? Exactly. And, and, and part of me, too, it was kind of like, did I love what he was doing to the Wakandan people? No. But I also, what is it? I almost felt disillusioned when he died, too. Like, mm-hmm. Here we go. Another one dies. Another attempt thwarted. Even though I didn't really agree with what he was doing, it it there's the spirit to there's a spirit to him that you just you root for. Right. Because yeah, he he is the royalty that has been thrown aside. And it also hits very much on really some similar things kind of like the United States when you talk about the world wars and stuff you know Mm -hmm. when do you when do you keep yourself separate like Wakanda had done versus when do you step in and and try and support protect I guess in his case he was he was saying maybe not so much protect but weaponize um the people who are really struggling uh and it's yeah it's well they did such a such a good job with this movie it's very, very interesting that you brought up the world wars because something kind of dawned on me while watching, while rewatching Black Panther. I've seen the movie dozens of times. It's so good. It's one of my favorite MCU movies. Eric Killmonger is what would happen if Isaiah Bradley wanted to get even instead of wanting to be left alone. Mm. Um, Isaiah Bradley went through absolute hell and torture because of Mm -hmm. the government because of what race like what racism did to him and at the end of it all he just wanted to be free he just wanted to be left alone eric killmonger has that hatred towards Mm -hmm. pretty much that same group of people that have been stepping on minorities and you know, just doing all of these terrible things. Um, and he wants to get even. He mm-hmm. wants to get back at them. He wants revenge. His big thing is revenge because he's angry that about how his father was killed by what yep. by his uncle by T'Challa's father. So he wants revenge there, but at the same time. He grew up in such a rough environment mm-hmm. that he also wants to change that. So he, it's interesting because it's like he escaped that system, right? He went, he became a Navy SEAL, he graduated yep. from MIT, but he did all of it because his motive was vengeance. It wasn't yes. that, oh, I want to better myself. I want to reach for the stars he's like no i want to better myself i want to reach for the stars but it's because i have a vendetta it's 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 very it's it's very interesting i'm i'm pausing too because so i totally see what you're saying 
And he's also sounding very Batman right now. Yes. Too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The whole, uh, yeah, I. There's a reason I'm I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I hadn't really put that together because I, I was thinking about a lot of things when you were talking there. And then, yeah, he, he very much honed himself into a weapon to get back at all of the forces against him. But instead of those forces being criminals, it, the the forces are the very systems that <clears throat> maybe create a lot of the criminals mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it is very interesting. And, and also kind of this question of, hmm, if he were white, would he be the villain? <laughs> I, yeah, and obviously, I see you what, know, yeah. Obviously, in this movie, things are set up in a certain way. But just generally, there are... Okay. So there's a lot of stuff out there. And um, I I know people, some people might feel tired of hearing it. But they talk a lot about, like, implicit bias and other things. But it really is true that we, our brains will categorize things. And it tries to be able to help us sift through information very quickly. And so all of us, not just white people, but literally all of us have, especially specifically in the United States, we've been conditioned to, unfortunately, see see someone who is black as more likely to be dangerous. So mm-hmm. they like did this experiment where, and you've probably heard of it before, but they did an experiment and you watch someone and you can't really tell what they're holding, but they flash something. And if they're white versus if they're black, makes a difference in terms of if you think it might be a weapon or they might be threatening in some way. And so, yeah, here we have this guy being described in a way that arguably he's he's wanting vengeance on something that makes a little bit more sense than really a rich guy who wants to beat up criminals and has right. the money to do something better. And yet he's a villain and the other guy's a, a superhero. Right. And the thing is, he, but the thing is, what's, I will say that what, um, what Killmonger's trying to do is basically wage war against True. the entire world. Like he's yeah. he's gonna go on like a full scorched earth on the entire world. And I'm not. Sh- and the, the the issue that I the issue I had with them was he didn't have any. It didn't seem like he had any concern for loss of life. Like every time True. he was talking, he's like, oh, we got to liberate these people. We we got to help the downtrodden. But the entire he time. He wanted to do it by putting firearms in their in their hands and right. putting Wakandan weapons and, and such in their hands. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to form a Wakandan empire and I'm going to burn it all. And I don't care about Wakandan tradition. Like he didn't care. Like he just he was just absolute. just hot rage he was just yeah full of rage and on the other side of that okay okay fine he's jason todd <laughs> there we go right <laughs> um but on and on the other side of that though you have t'challa who yeah realizes once he finds out who he is he's absolutely hurt for him he's yeah. absolutely hurt for him he feels for him and they're at odds but he also completely understands why he's so 
angry. He because and the reason I say that is because when he goes to the ancestral plane and talks mm-hmm. to his father, he's like, "You screwed up. You screwed up. Okay, because you left him and you shouldn't have. And now look what he's become because of what y'all did to him." Mm. <clears throat> and he well, and also I... throughout. I was going to no, say I'll listen I'll listen to the rest of what you said. I was going to say also throughout the movie T'Challa also has this whole thing where he's like we're not doing anything for the world. Yeah. And we really should be. And he's hearing it some from um from his girl his ex-girlfriend, he's hearing it some from her, but at the same time he is sort of seeing like okay, the world does need help and it is kind of messed up that we're just this super ultra great country with all these technological abilities and we're just keeping it from everybody right yeah Yeah. and and so it's it's interesting because they're him him and eric i feel like are two sides of the same coin you know, one is very militant, let's wage war and change things. And by the end, T'Challa is like, let's change things, but let's do it diplomatically. Yeah. I'm going to argue that T'Challa does not understand him. Okay. Um, so, okay. So one thing to... to about the the word understand that I think for me uh, we might we might be on the same side of this whole thing and just okay. the verbiage for me I get stuck on. So a lot of times when when people are going through something really intense or emotional, um, that can be a trigger word for people to say like I understand. Oh okay. Because so so let, let's take this. You have someone who grew up um <clears throat> grew up in a in a violent neighborhood um had to pull himself up by his bootstraps despite the fact that people saw him as lesser uh because of his race um who uh saw his dead father and saw his father killed by people who actually didn't have to deal with all of these different things going on and they abandoned him then you have this kid who grows up in a wealthy royal family in a country that has essentially created a protective bubble around itself. Um, he also has special powers. He's been put in this point of privilege and um, understandably wants to look for peaceful resolution because that's what he grew up with. I think that under him understanding Killmonger, I think that's for me personally, I find that to be too strong of a word. I don't think okay. I see what you're saying. I I just I don't think he truly understood Killmonger. Maybe at the end he okay. started when when he took Killmonger when Killmonger was dying, and he talked about he mentioned how his father talked about showing him Wakanda, and then T'Challa took him to see the sunset. That is, I think, the moment when I see what you're saying. He was finally seen that connection but i do i do get where you're coming from and and i do think that they are these interesting kind of um other sides of the flip sides of the coin of each other um 
And it, it it's just, yeah, it's a very interesting thing at play because they both, they both have a lot going for them. Um, but so, they grew up in very different sets of circumstances. So do you and, think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and, and so, uh, you know, I think it's tricky. Like would, would Killmonger still be Killmonger if he had grown up in Wakanda? Would T'Challa still be T'Challa if he had grown up in Oakland? So nature know. versus nurture. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the thing, and so I, I guess my question, so, I guess, is it one of those things where you think it is having sympathy versus having empathy? Like T'Challa can have mm. sympathy for Killmonger, but he can't have empathy because he doesn't mm. actually know what it feels like. Yeah, I think that's the thing. So, you know, sometimes when I'm working with someone, um, they'll share something that there's there's literally no way that I will fully understand what that's like. And, um, yeah, there, there's a difference between saying like, I understand, uh, versus there's no way that I could understand what you're going through right now. Right. I just want to be here for you as best I can. Right. And I do think T'Challa is, is trying to get there, but he has a huge distance to cross his his background is so different and he's not even he was wasn't even a spy like what's her name um his love interest whose name i'm forgetting you know me in names um but you know yes. you have some characters who have kind of seen Nakia. the thank you nikia she so she, you know she's a spy so she's kind of you know seen some of the underbelly of life but he's grown up in a royal family yeah. in a very well off country. Um, I think, I think you can try and help someone in a well-meaning way and miss the boat. And I think that's where T'Challa was for for a chunk of the movie. But he got to a place where they were able to connect. But yeah, there's a difference between like I have walked a mile in your shoes versus. I see that you've walked a mile in your shoes, so I understand that you are blistered and bleeding and hurting. And like you said, a lot of it is up. A lot of it is upbringing and conditioning. I remember having a mm. conversation with a friend. They were white, and they didn't understand what I meant when I said, when I see a police officer, mm. I feel fear instead of oh, okay it's a cop and yep. they they just did not understand how like because of everything that happened as black male when i would see a police officer my first instinct was mm -hmm. fear and not oh someone that protects me and it's not that mm -hmm. i'm unable to be around a police officer i mean i was in a car accident a couple months back and the police showed up it was a very good interaction i was glad that they yeah. were there at that at that time but you know flashing flashing lights in my rear view because i'm speeding or because i have a tail light out absolute terror right and it's yeah. just because of the times we're in, what we've been conditioned to, what's been going on, it's a source of 
fear and they just it, they could not fathom yeah that right because and I, mean, I think yeah. to a certain degree t'challa probably cannot either right now, obviously he's not he's not a white dude but he grew up in a country in africa where wakanda is a very special place mm-hmm because of what that country is, he essentially probably approaches Killmonger with a similar disconnect, like yes. you're talking about. Because yes. yeah, he he would have no idea. He would he would probably he would say, okay, well, this is what police are meant to do, and therefore here is how I respond. And he could probably, if he were in the United States or delved into the history enough, he could probably understand or maybe have a little bit more attention to things, but it probably wouldn't hit him in the same way. Right. But by the end of the movie, that there just that one little phrase from Killmonger, and he realizes that I I I am in the privileged place. And mm-hmm. he's been desperately trying to get here. And his rage was so intense and so high. That when he got to Wakanda, he didn't even, he didn't even look at the landscape. Right. Like, think about that. Yeah. Because the response T'Challa had was to show him the the landscape. Mm -hmm. Which means that Killmonger was so rageful. And this, this is why this kind of thing is so just frustrating and sad because the all of these injustices that happened to Killmonger, like you said, his rage is built and built to the point where it actually kept him from being able to fully take in the experience he was doing it all for until he was literally dying. Yeah, and this was rage that was passed down. So the same yeah. way that T'Challa was raised kind of in a bubble, under his father T'Chaka, Eric mm-hmm. was raised for the time he was with him under his father Njobu, who yeah. was in, even though he was from Wakanda and royalty, he saw what was going on in the yeah. real world and it got to him. It got to him yeah. to the point that he was like, I don't care what it takes, I'm going to change it. Yep. No matter who I have to run over. He even had Wakanda attacked in order to get weapons, in order to try and fight it. Because Wakanda just loves sweeping things under the rug. Not my yep. problem. I'm looking the other way. Mm-hmm. That's their issue. We're our own people. And it just all kind of came to a head because... They kept sweeping stuff under the rug. T'Chaka killed Njobu and then just left the kid there. Killed his dad and just left him there. Just completely like, all right, we're dipping. We're going back to Wakanda. What's done is done. Which also might show just not not just the the isolationism and the the bubble they had created, but also how disconnected they were. I, I don't, there are kind of hints that, that he knew it might not be the best to just leave him there, but they, they probably had no idea the context they were leaving this little boy in. 
And I mean, we don't even know the context of the end of the movie. We don't know, you know, what's going on with his mom, who, who are the people around him, who, who, I don't think he mentioned who raised him or (laughs) anything from that point. All you know is this kid was playing with some friends in a basketball court and goes up and sees that his dad is dead. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he completely like, because I think his name is, his nickname is Killmonger, but I think his name is Eric Stevens, I think is his name. Mm. And it's like, I don't know how he got last name Stevens. I don't know how any of that came about, but it's like, he just grew up with just a completely different identity from Mm -hmm. who he really was. And the government didn't care. He was just going around Mm -hmm. killing for him. They were like, sure, you can be whoever you want to. Killmonger yep. it is. Yeah, scar your body up. We don't care. Just keep so, oh, pulling yeah. the trigger for us. Okay, speaking of the scars, is that something they pulled from the original character? Or is that, do you know if that's new to the MCU? Or I'm not sure. I am on, I'm not sure uh, of that. But yeah, in the in the MCU, he's just yeah, every he's covered in scars, and I guess he's like Victor Zaz level. Yeah, yeah, honestly, and I think, and honestly, looking at the number of of scars on him, it's like that that level of scarification. I think he has Victor Zaz beat by a lot. Like it was a lot. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And he even says like. It, it's and like I said, he was just on a path. He was just on a path because he's even talking. He's like, I killed in Afghanistan, Iraq, even here in my own country. Mm-hmm. Also, I could get right here because he just yep. he he just wanted he just wanted revenge against the whole world, yep. including where he came from, because he felt deserted by them, which is. Uh, a whole nother thing because it's like, yeah, he's angry at the system that he's raised in, but it's a whole nother kind of anger when you feel deserted and left. There's, um, there's a a video game that I, I played a long time ago and I cannot remember the name of the game, but I always remember the tagline. It was the forgotten never forgive. Mm. And it's, it's, it's so hard to forgive someone that you feel like just completely forgot about you and deserted you. And that's, and, and it's not like he felt that way. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. His uncle came to their house in a bad neighborhood, killed his father while he was downstairs playing basketball and left. Yeah. And left. And and it, it you're so right that it can really hit hard to be neglected. And actually a, a lot of times we we focus more on abuse. So when there's some sort of injury or, or what we see as, you know, something being targeted towards someone is as the injury. Right. But neglect Injury through lack of attention, connection, that can be just as awful or worse. Mm -hmm. Neglect is so damaging to a person. And like you said, um, the, the very fact that something can be done to you and the other person 
or cis or society in this case for him isn't even acknowledging acknowledging it and he's getting it from multiple different angles and all this anger builds and builds um and he definitely he sees himself as a rebel mm-hmm. which makes sense he, he i mean he doesn't fit anywhere he even at the end when when t'challa wants to try and save his life he this is actually what got me almost crying was he was talking about and he he would have been one of the ancestors on the slave ship who jumped into the ocean because it's better essentially it's better to to die free mm-hmm. than to to be captured and there yeah there's just so much to him that is trying to gosh i don't i don't know what it is for him maybe it's Maybe it's to prevent the next little kid from becoming Killmonger. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's going for. Because he's not trying to save himself per se. And yeah, he wants to take people out. But he also wants to arm all of the the neglected. I think he I think he wants Yeah, I think I, I think he I think he wanted to prevent the next Killmonger from happening. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing and it's it's so sad because like even at the beginning when you first get introduced to Njobu, Killmonger's father, he's 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 pleading with T'Chaka. He's like, yeah, I was here to just observe, he said, but I observed as long as I could. He's like, mm. their leaders, uh, I think the, I, I have the quote here. It says their leaders have been assassinated. Their communities, their communities have been flooded with drugs and weapons. They're mm-hmm. overly policed and incarcerated all over mm-hmm. the planet. Our people suffer because they don't have the tools to fight back with. Yeah. Um. And it was, it was just sad because when Killmonger goes to the ancestral plane and talks to his father, what's so sad is like his you can tell his father kind of regrets it because he Mm. now sees how much of that he passed on to his son and he didn't want that for him yeah but he's kind of he's too far gone at this point he's it's like i'm i am who i am i am a product of what you made me and what this environment made me um, yeah. whereas his father, he grew up with, ro- he grew up royalty, but then he came and saw what the rest of the world was yeah. like. It's kind of interesting because, and in, in, in a certain way, so, I mean, it's Black Panther and Black Panther is T'Challa, mm-hmm. but really, I mean, if you're talking about the history of the United States, Killmonger is is kind of a representation more of the Black Panther approach in some ways. Yeah. Correct? Um, what do you mean? Because just in terms of, because they're, so we had kind of the the folks who were saying peaceful protest and essentially don't, uh, don't succumb to what they throw at us. Oh, They'll yeah. just turn it against us. And then you had people saying, we've been hit enough. It's right. time to fight back. Right. And so I feel like that's where Killmonger leans toward. Yes, absolutely. Way more militant, way more. Yes. It's it's us or them versus it's us 
and them. Exactly. Right. And he's very much the, we have to help those that have been stepped on to now be the oppressors, to be right. the ones that step. And, and yeah, it's just very interesting. I mean, the, the movie's literally called Black Panther and it's obviously about T'Challa. And yet here you have Killmonger. And, um, I mean, part of you just goes, you ain't wrong. Right. <laughs> and right. I even, even with the, I want to get back to his scars too, because I found, I found those very interesting and there are different reasons that people might mark their bodies in such a way. Um, but I found that very interesting to him because, you know, sometimes there could be tribal reasons that people might, you know, scar the skin or some sort of like cultural traditions and whatnot. But then there's, of course, branding of human slaves that's happened. And I, I think it's also just another way of him kind of taking all of this stuff going on around him and saying, I'm going to show you and you're going to see a physical representation on me about me taking my power back mm -hmm. and everything that i've gone through to mm -hmm. get here and yeah and it's um and they that's the thing he didn't give himself the name killmonger they gave him that nickname oh yeah that's right they gave him that nickname because of how many he had killed yeah uh, and and so that was a that was another thing it's like oof, that is that is scary that's scary that like he was on that level, but he was also extremely brilliant. Like when they, when they first introduce him and he's talking to the lady in the museum. Mm. Yep. It's just so funny because he's, he's acting like he doesn't know. And she's of course acting like she knows everything there is to know and he's yep. just like he, he looks like just like some you know young black guy off the street who you know doesn't know what's what and then she's the educated white woman uh -huh. who <laughs> can right. tell him everything about africa yep yeah yep. and he's like I, yeah I you're wrong scene. yeah and he yeah it was great because he's like you're wrong that's okay and yeah but then the violence starts which is rough but like it's but it's one of those <laughs> things like yeah yeah i like that's the they did a great job of showing why he was um why he was angry and and what's yeah. even and he yeah. also he's you know what dude also likes to enjoy himself oh he, yeah he he would he's definitely someone who enjoyed the throne i mean like in that scene for example he sees that one tribal mask that's really showy and whatnot and he's like i'm gonna take this <laughs> i like it and then he of course with black panther uh he picks the showier um uh necklace that that um has the black panther uniform in it and so so like they also kind of like hint at these things like he's a showy guy he likes he he likes power he likes kind of showing what's what and whatnot um, and at the same time, he's a bit of a rangeful killing machine. Mm -hmm. But like, and what's 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 even wilder is to give even more credit to why he feels the way he does. Mm. Um, the director of Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, uh -huh. um, he went to his own bank 
and tried to withdraw money. And he gave a note because he was just trying to remain inconspicuous. He didn't want people to know like, oh my God, Ryan Coogler. He gave the bank teller a note. The bank teller put in an alert that he was trying to rob the bank and he was detained by police for trying to withdraw money from his own account. Right. And so it's, it's not like the thing is like, I get it. Like I get it. It's one of those, every time I watch black Panther, the, the dichotomy of it is Mm -hmm. very, very interesting because T'Challa is, Oh, he is so noble. He's awesome. Yeah. I love T'Challa. I do. And he can afford to be noble. Yeah. He He can can... afford to be noble. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I think that's the thing. And, um, yeah, Chadwick Boseman is amazing. Um, yeah, he, he can afford to be noble in a lot of ways. Uh, now when the going gets really rough, you see him be able to hold on to being noble when things are hard. Mm-hmm. So we definitely have to give that to him. Um, but yeah, that he comes from a de- he comes from a place where he would not have gotten detained for robbing the bank. Right. Right. That's a very yeah. very uh that's a very good point. But yeah, and yeah, that story. It was what was interesting too is in Black Panther um Wakanda forever when shuri goes Mm. to the ancestral plane thinking that she's either gonna see her mom or her dad or her brother and it's eric that's waiting that's when you go oh shit yeah honestly (laughs) like when i went to see it when i went to see it because i actually got to see it about a few weeks before it came out um because i was reviewing it with jvs i went up to dc and watched it with sam um and he had already seen it and he was just sitting there looking at me waiting for it It was great because yeah like as soon as it panned around it was him i was just like oh oh and he's like yeah you shot to see me well it's because you have a thirst for vengeance and revenge just like i did And he explains it to her and she's just like, I'm nothing like you. And he goes, he's basically like, "Mm, you wouldn't be seeing me right now if you weren't (laughs) like it's And and that I wonder if that's part of why he doesn't truly feel like a villain. Because he he embraces the reality of that. Mm -hmm. He's not he's not denying his rage and the fact that he is scorched earth about things and that it's about vengeance. And I and for a lot of people we we will put layer on excuses, we'll layer on kind of deflections for ourselves because it feels bad to acknowledge those kinds of things about ourselves. We like to think of ourselves as T'Challa, more noble creatures. Mm-hmm. But there's darkness and dirtiness to to being human and he he doesn't shy away from it. And actually, there's something respectable about that, i.e. you don't want to be on the opposite end of, of a weapon that he's holding. But right. there's something about that that I, I think is just refreshing in some ways. Yeah, there's yeah, he's definitely and he's he is. Unashamed, unashamedly a, a product 
of his environment. And he also is one of those people that I feel like sees the bigger picture. Mm. He sees the bigger picture. Now, his interpretation of it, big question mark, right? Because waging war on the entire world, I don't think that's the way to get what you want at that point. It's just, it's more revenge than trying to help someone. It's it's more about him than it is about everybody else. You know, a tough thing about this too, and how do I word this? Um, I I have a lot of respect for people who have worked in the military. I work with veterans all the time. They're amazing people. And an unfortunate reality is just, so in our country, if, if for listeners who are from different countries, different countries have different ways that you might end up in the military. For ours, most of the time you volunteer, but there are recruiters and recruiters are supposed to hit certain numbers and they're going to go for certain communities. The rich people aren't sending their kids to the military unless they are a military family for the most part. A kid from Oakland who is angry and willing to kill for you and is also super smart and apparently really good at it. Uh, he, He was also... I mean, in some ways, he was also built into a weapon by his own country. So his his, his country, you know, where being uh, grown up as a black kid in Oakland was rough. And then he was honed and and refined mm-hmm. in the military. Yeah. And he was like, now you've made me the weapon that I wanted to be. And now I'm going to target myself towards something. And, and so, so once again, I really respect people. Um, who have been in the military and there's really tough stuff people have done, but some people can really struggle because there are things that you do in the military and then what do you do from there? Uh, And um, especially for him, he grew up in a more violent neighborhood. Then he went and he did violence for the military. It makes sense that his solution in the future is what? what? Yeah. What else is there? Not diplomacy, right? No, violence is what gets things done. Right. And by the way, if he was killing in the way that it sounds like they're hinting at, uh, his violence probably was a lot of solutions that no one else knew about. Yeah, because they even talked he about was, how he did mm-hmm. ass- assassinations. Like he exactly. was part of he a was sent hit squad. to do yeah. the secret stuff. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, wow. Yeah. Purely a product of. Just so how, many environments. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. So many rough, brutal environment so yeah i really feel for him very very charismatic character there was a part of me that hoped that he was not dead and that Mm. chala like changed his mind and saved him anyway like there was a part of me that wanted that just because you know so many times you get a charismatic character like that and you hope that they can be like an anti-hero later on yeah. or come mm-hmm. around and like we see him again it's like nice but for him like unfortunately his story ended there with the rage and i mean but at the same time like you said the way he the way he died he was like i'm not going to live in a cage i'd rather die yeah. and like yeah. it's like he 
he died for what he 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 died for what he believed in. He did. Um yeah. and yeah, he was a very he's a very beautiful character. I loved him as a villain. My favorite MCU villain. He is definitely my favorite because I'm sitting here trying to think of uh, another one right now that like I really that really sits with me but like I don't feel like any of them can really come close to him I really really loved Killmonger he was awesome thanks for nerding out with us I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and I'm educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJVS check out our website at bat-therapy.com our Bat Therapy YouTube channel and follow us on social media and don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.